If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's time to get sexy, so watch Secular Sexuality live Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central. Visit tiny.cc slash YTSS and call into the show at 512-991-9242 or connect to the show online at tiny.cc slash callsex. Today is Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. I am your host today, Objectively Dan, and joining me today is Jonathan Percival Angel Esquire. A lot of people don't Mm -hmm. know the P stands for Percival. Sorry to dox you there, actually, John. I didn't mean to do that. No, it's all right. It's fine. People people need to know. Yeah, actually, they want the the truth. If we could put Jonathan Percival Angelicus, Esquire under his name for today, that'd be because you know what, Johnny, just just the other day on Truth Mm -hmm. Wanted, somebody called me subjectively dumb. Okay, so that's still going (laughs) and that's that's your fault. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna bring <laughs> some heat back today, Johnny. I think that's I think that's I, I'll accept responsibility for that. Yeah, yeah. Let that sure. be my legacy. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Talk Heathen is a live call-in show, and we have open lines. So we want to talk to you. Please call in at 512-991-9242, or you can call from your computer at tiny.c slash call to H. Talk Heathen is a product of the atheist community of Austin. It is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the promotion of atheism, critical thinking, secular humanism, and the separation of religion and government. There's a couple different ways to support the show. You can support us on Patreon. That's tiny.cc slash Patreon TH. You can click like on the video and subscribe to the channel, enable those notifications, comment below on your favorite caller, and you can also become a member. If you click the join button below the video, you'll get custom chat emotes and help perpetuate the mission of Talk Heathen and the atheist community of Austin. Lastly, below the live chat, we also have a fundraiser. 100% of the proceeds go to directly to the ACA. So YouTube does not take any fees for that. Today's goal is 666 
dollars, which is a totally random number that has no theological, historical, political associations whatsoever, right? So I don't know. I don't know about any of them. Yeah. Don't know about any of them. Don't know about any of them. Johnny, you know, we've we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. issues, philosophical, yeah. theological, political uh, on this on this show. But there's there's one issue that we haven't talked about so far and is which who would win in a fight a trillion lions versus the sun okay so you have a trillion lions oh against the sun, sun. Now, well it's a trillion lions john right i yeah. mean because it's how one, many how, it's one sun yeah and it's a trillion lions so like that's a lot of lions you know what i'm saying like i can't fight it can you fight yeah. a trillion lions i can listen no but I'm, I'm not the on, johnny I put on sunglasses. I'm good. You understand? Like Ooh. I can, I can block out the okay. sun with my hand. I can't block out a lion. That's crazy. have the have the lions been training because the sun's all warmed up. Sun's warmed up. the 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 lions are the lions. The, these are lions in their peak physical condition. Okay, these Ooh. are the alpha. The alpha. We're talking lions. Rocky Three. Alpha lions of the past. Rocky Three. Rocky, they alpha went through lions. a training montage in downtown Philadelphia. It scared the crap out of the locals. Yeah, but we did it. We trained those. They're running on the beach, and they're ready to go. I think the lions would win. Right? You don't. Think I'm gonna so? put my money on the sun. You gonna put your always money on the sun? bet. Yeah. Always bet on the sun. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you. I'll let the audience aside you comment below i think it's very clear it's a trillion lions but this is a call-in show so i think we should actually talk to our callers now um and uh, would love to hear other people's takes first off we're going to talk to connie who's calling in from canada connie uh you are live on talk heathen what's going on hey well i wanted to get some evidence on uh the fact that that christianity is true Okay. Uh, Jesus you want to... will come again. Okay. So and you you. I'm facing okay, from right, revelations. That's okay. We want to understand what you're saying. Like for what's going on in today's world. Okay. Based to what it says in the Bible, that the things in Revelations are actually happening. What things in Revelation are happening? Like wars, rumors of wars. ISIS mm. was a big part of it. ISIS is in the Bible. ISIS is in the Book of Revelations. Well, not not as ISIS, but as for wars, Christians being persecuted. Connie, can you name a time when there wasn't a war or a rumor of a war in human history? Any point? Well, we've had peace for many years. I we don't had war remember for many there years. being wars when I was growing up. Well, when you were growing up, were you uh, up to date on all the geopolitical realities that are going on in this world? Because I sure as heck wasn't. I was playing with Legos. What were you doing? Reading the newspaper? I mean, I, I, th- I think it's fair to say, Connie, that, that when you're younger, you have a kind of blissful, insulated view of the world. It's nothing against you or me. It's probably good for children to not know about human conflict in its totality. But... But not to put too fine a point on that, I would assert that the news was always on. I'm sure okay. that, yes, there there were some negative things, but it's worse today. Give me a year. Give me a year. What what year are we talking about? Because we got the Khmer Rouge, we've got uh, beheadings going on all around the world, probably within your entire lifetime. Um, those are wars, in one form or another. Yeah, but they weren't wars persecuting Christians. Where okay. ISIS was a big thing persecuting the Christians. Do you think uh, ISIS what do you what do you think the goal of ISIS is? Do you think the goal of ISIS is to yeah. is to stop Christians? To eliminate the Christians. Where? All over. In the here? In the US? Everywhere. Canada, I think US. 
I think the goal of ISIS is to establish an Islamic state in the Levant. I don't, I don't think that they really care about Christians too much. I mean, like, I think if they did, well, they're doing not a not great job, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, Dan, like look, Dan, I'll is, disagree. you disagree? I'll just, okay. You disagree? Sorry. I'll disagree with you on that one. I'm, I'm going to agree with Connie on that one. I think that probably ISIS's ultimate goal is to destroy all kinds of divergent thought from their particular cult, death cult-like uh, version of Islam. Okay, but yeah. um, I'm still not persuaded that the Bible describes 2023. Yeah, Connie, let me let, let's let me let's do it this way, right? Israel. Israel exists. Israel exists, but Connie, if I came to you yes. and I said, look, everything in this book is describing what's happening today because it says that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, is that going to be enough to convince you that everything else that that book says is true? It's a matter of where the wars are. Like, look yeah. at Israel. It's huge there. What's huge there? What, the wars? Yeah, there's, there's the major war there in Israel. Uh, who, who, who's at war in Israel? Let's let's find out. Let's let's we, we're jumping around quite a bit, Connie. But yeah. you're talking about Israel. Okay, tell me more about Israel. What's going on in Israel that you think the Bible predicts? I actually have to run because I'm actually on on duty uh, at my church. Okay. So, uh, Connie, Connie, you've opened up Pandora's box. A book of and, and I don't know oh, how to back it right okay. now. You, All right, I'll Connie. tell you what you could do, Connie. You can call back. That's what yeah. you can do. Atheist Experience is on later today. Do a little further research. Yeah, yeah. Atheist Experience is on later today at 4 o'clock Central. So you can call into them and tell them we sent you. Tell them Johnny sent you. Say Johnny P. Angel yeah. sends his love. And uh, they'll yeah. talk to you. But we'll let All you go, it. Connie. Sounds like you got to go right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Take care. So the thing about the book of Revelation, right? It's not Revelations. Revelation. Okay. First of all, gotta gotta remember that. But also, it says a lot of things. Says a lot of things. Has a lot of political commentary. Uh, a lot of scholars agree. Has a lot of 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 messaging that we're not even quite sure the meaning of, uh, even in today's world. So if like the people who have been studying this book on a scholarly level can't really find any consensus on what the book is actually saying, I don't think we can describe it as you know, a book that's talking about modern events, because I don't, I, when I think it's, it's, if it is talking about events, it's talking about events contemporary to the time of its writing. I think that's very clear. Um, but also it's like, again, when you talk about vague notions of, oh, there's going to be wars or rumors of wars and these things happening, as Johnny rightfully pointed out, there's pretty much always been wars, right? There's been more times in recorded human history of wars that there have been in peace as far as i'm aware so it's just not good enough for us to say well everything else in this book must be true because it has some predictions that are vaguely could yeah right yeah and could i could i add to that too and i don't think connie was intending to do this but there may not have been wars in europe during my lifetime or connie's for that matter or, or wars within the united states or Canada, yeah. Mexico, but there have been wars throughout Asia, the Middle East, Africa, South America, yeah. wars that there certainly have been wars that where Christians have been killed. And, 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 and who cares about Christians? There have been wars um, and people have been dying on a global and a regional and a local scale. Who are we to say that wars that affect uh, different cultural groups in, in, for me, a remote part of the world is less important than one that takes place in, I don't know, Luxembourg. Cause it's yeah. not, uh, it's, 
that's another thing too. I think there's this idea. So like, uh, like a Christianity and like an ignorance of world cultures can sometimes go hand in hand. I saw a tweet when the war in Ukraine was first breaking out of somebody saying, Oh, this is the first war, but, uh, it between a civilized nation, like in my lifetime or something. Right. Or the invasion of yeah, a civilization is like, that's you're saying that because Ukraine's a white nation, I think, because like there's been lots of wars yeah. with lots of countries around the world. And you kind of just care because it's in yeah. Europe. Like it's, it's, you know yeah and and bill ashby one of one of the commenters rightly pointed out no wars in europe during johnny's lifetime of course that's not right i'm not yeah. thinking about the wars but yeah there was it was it all the troubles up in uh, northern Bins. ireland and different places like that yeah, yeah i mean okay. yeah there there have been but we're, we're goldfish we're culturally goldfish we forget about the things that uh aren't right in front of our faces it's true so mm. it's true and 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 Funny, yeah call back Call back, Connie. And uh, I've read the book of Revelation. I don't think it's talking about um, what's going on today. I really, really don't. But let's go ahead and uh, move on. Actually, before we do that, just real quick, if you shop on Amazon, you can support the ACA at no additional cost to you. Simply visit tiny.cc slash Amazon Smile ACA and designate the Atheist Community of Austin as your selected charity and Amazon will donate a portion of their profit directly to the ACA. I heard that they're going to discontinue their uh, Smile program pretty yep. soon. I don't know when. So you guys should take advantage of that now while you still can if you want to help us out. One other thing, we do have merch. We've got swag, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, you name it. And as always, we have our limited edition shirts. This month has a lot of words on it. So I'm not going to read it all to you, but you should look at it because it's pretty funny. Uh, it's a pretty good shirt. And we hope to keep delivering good shirts to you for the rest of the year. Yes. Another thing, if you want to check out this show in audio form, if you're like me and you like to listen to your shows, you can go to tiny.cc slash AEN podcasts for that so look at that if you want and also you can become a part of the talk heathen facebook community if you go to the fan run facebook page uh it's tiny.cc slash fbthg for that and last but not least johnny johnny was just on the tiktoks yes. right before this show was happening oh. there is a tiktok uh if you want to go there check it out we're gonna start going live before the show's on sunday so subscribe and join the pre-show on the talk heathen tiktok or uh you know any of the other aca accounts as well we might be live yes there. we need we need 1000 followers yeah. on the tiktok for talk heathen right and if you would join us then we can do more live content right now i went live from the atheist community of austin's one but i'd love to go live from the talk heathen one and we could have me and dan mm -hmm. or katie and or anyone else having a conversation with folks out there the squad uh, while tiktok lasts while TikTok, we don't know what's going to happen. People are talking, but, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now with all that out of the way, let's get let's get, I hope we get a longer conversation. You know, you sometimes we get complaints that our calls go on for too long. That was that was a little short. So let's see mm -hmm. what else yep. we can talk about today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We have Mark, who's calling in from New York. Mark, you are live on Talk Heathen. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, Mark? Um, good, man. Um, yeah, so I wanted to, uh, you know, I don't have one particular reason why I uh, believe. I, I really think, um, okay. in fact, I, th- I, think the, I think it really makes a lot more sense. I think for most believers that there, there's n- numerous reasons. But yeah. um, one that I find, you know, particularly like from a philosophical level um, to be really hard to uh, uh, object to is the contingency argument. Um, because, you know, we know the universe, well, we don't know, but we have strong reason to believe that the universe is contingent. There's, there's nothing that seems necessary about the universe's existence. Um, and then that, that leads you to then, uh, the fact that the universe is contingent on something, what else could that something be if it's, if it's not God, or at least, you know, I guess in theory, it could be something else, but you're at least justified in thinking that that something is God. Why does the universe have to be contingent on something? Yeah. Well, if it's contingent by definition, it is not self-existent, right? What does that mean? Why is it, why is it contingent by definition though? Well, I, I thought you were just asking me, why does it have to be contingent on something else? Oh, I didn't ask you anything. No, you said you had said the universe has to be contingent, yeah. right? And I'm wondering why, because like that's not something that I personally ascribe to, right? Like I don't understand fully what that means for like the universe to be contingent. Yeah, what I think it means is what. Okay, well, I would answer that in a couple of ways. The, the, the just a, a direct answer is that what I think it means is does it have to exist? Could could is there a possible world where there is no universe and there is nothing? If that's a possibility, then it's contingent. If it's not yeah. a possibility and it must exist, then it's necessary. Oh, it, it's, it has to be one of the two options. <clears throat> Do we know? Do we know what that if, it's possible that other? Yeah. World? What if? Yeah, I, yeah. What if we can't know? So, sorry, Dan. I said I wasn't going to do that. Do we know? Yeah, go ahead. No, I just because like I I get that there's there's I think when so I'm not a physicist, not even close. I understand when philosophers and physicists talk about the possibility of other worlds. My understanding is like the understanding of natural laws to be different, right? Like what universes would look like if if uh, our natural laws were different, for example, like if the speed of light was a different speed or something like that. So like, I, you know, there could be the possibility of other worlds. I'm not even sure if any scientist out there is saying, oh, yes, there has to be the possibility of other worlds. I, I mean, I think it still could be plausible. Again, I could be completely off base that maybe this is the only way the universe could be. Um, and, you know, let's even if we we said okay yeah maybe there is something to this universe that is unusual uh and we don't know why i i still am hesitant to say well there has to be a creator for this or there has to be a god or any anything close to that certainly not anything close to what's described in christianity um at least historically right like traditional christianity so like i don't know i and i and i respect that uh i want to point this out too I respect that you said, well, there's multiple reasons why Christians believe. And I think that's an important thing to point out. In the structure of this show, we typically try to pick one thing at a time just for the sake of ease and flow and talking about it. But I appreciate 
you giving uh, no. your perspective on this, but that, but that, I guess that's where I'm at. Cause like, I don't know, I don't know how that would convince me personally, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And, uh, um, I mean, I, I would say a couple of things towards that. One is I just wanted to distinguish the difference between it, the universe having the, these particular characteristics that it has. Like when you mentioned the speed of light and some of the other initial conditions of the universe or the parameters, the forces of nature, there's, mm-hmm. there's one line of thinking that you could have had a different universe and we ended up with the one that we have. And there, so there's a question there about whether this particular universe is uh, the only one. But what I, what I was referring to as like sort of a broader question was, could there just have been nothing? Like, is, is nothing a possibility? Um, and Maybe. I think most, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, metaphysically, you would think that, like, why not? You know, like, why couldn't yeah. there have been nothing? In fact, it's almost, it almost seems simpler to think that, um, that there was, you know, nothing as opposed to um, the complexity of of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems to call out for an explanation, and the theist is at least justified um, in putting forth God as a as a metaphysical hypothesis. Well, I would um, say I, I think that the deist could be could be could be uh, possibly justified in putting it out as a hypothesis, right? Uh, theism and deism, and maybe you weren't trying to um, like make that distinction, but just to clarify, like, you know, deism being a force that could possibly exist as a greater to the universe outside of ourselves, theism being one that interacts yeah. with human beings and is active in our design, right? Uh, even if, even let's yeah. say that the universe was started by a god, the universe itself, if you look at it, does doesn't, there's nothing for human beings or the way that our planets are aligned in our solar system or the way that our galaxy is made that has to suggest that design is implemented in my view, right? It seems to me that uh, all of our observations of the universe tend to line up with our ideas of cosmology and how galaxies have formed and how planets have formed, you know, seem to be dis- describable by natural processes. We may not have a full explanation as exactly how it happened, but we, we were able to do so with enough prediction that when we look at parts of the universe, we can, with some accuracy, ex- have an expectation of what we would see and then and, and find it there, right? So there's some, like, predictability in that sense. Um, so, like, again, I can respect the idea that perhaps on on some metaphysical level the universe itself was started by some outside force okay maybe right that's that's as far as you can get me but describing what that force is its characteristics what it's interested in what its relationship to us is i think that is such a far cry away from what christianity attempts to do right christianity attempts to define what that god is his characteristics his relationship with us his plan for us and like that's why i think using this argument for christianity doesn't really hold much ground and also i don't think it's historical to what christians have believed for centuries but that's regardless that's that's besides the point right anyway mark, mark that's my mark can i can, can i yeah can i take it back one thing on that and i don't want to i don't want to give you too much to to respond to i said i wasn't going to do this before the yeah. show because no, it, it happens but but um if if the universe as you say is contingent upon something that kicks it into motion I don't think that it is effective to just uh, assert that there is a kicker offer that is somehow exempt from that. All you've done is you've defined into existence 
a, an unmoved mover. Yeah, it's it's it it isn't it isn't subject to the same rules as the universe because of reasons. Because by definition, it isn't. And and I don't think you're trying to be deceptive in any way. I think our brains are function in a, in a universe of cause and effect. And we are right. sophisticated enough to follow things backwards in time. Like I came from my parents, my parents came from my grandparents and so on and so forth. And <coughs> sorry, ooh, um, that, that therefore it must be that the universe itself came from something, but we can't go on forever. So we have to assert that there is a a, a prime mover. Well, but we run into the same problem. Where did the prime mover come from? Oh, it didn't come from anywhere. It's always been. Um, I think that right. what happens and what we're seeing from, from cosmologists, what appears to be the case is that the very notions of time cause and effect break down at the beginning of our instance of the universe. And so the best we can really say, and I don't, I wanted to say this in the beginning, the best we can really say, Mark, is that honestly, we just, Dan and I certainly, and I think most atheists or non-believers generally will say, we just don't know what's there. And rather than saying it's A or B or C or God, we're just saying, we just don't know. Yeah. And we're not comfortable with that. Right. But that's just reality. Yeah. As far as we see it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I appreciate that. And I think you guys are, I think you are approaching it in an intellectually honest way. And I think um, that's important because I think, you know, both sides sort of need to learn from each other. Um, It's so easy to to, to engage in self-deception and so I do appreciate I do appreciate that, and I I, I agree with you actually because both both worldviews have mm-hmm. to grapple with that question, which is what is the thing from which all other things derive from? And if you're going to take the naturalistic explanation, that thing is basically matter or energy or space or something like that, because I mean those are the most fundamental. Um, uh, objects mm-hmm. or things in the universe, and so you would, you know, th- that those become the things that all all, all other things derive from. And then mm-hmm. on the theist side, it becomes God. Um, I just tend to per- prefer, sort of like from a metaphysical level, the God explanation because it's immaterial. It seems it, both. I, I like, in other words, what I'm trying to say is like I agree that conceptually it's a challenge. Um, either one of those two options, you, it's very hard to get your head around it. Um, and I, it's beyond sort of my comprehension, at least. But I, I kind of prefer the God hypothesis just because it's something that's immaterial. And it, if I have to, if I'm stuck picking one of these two options, um, the, the, the immaterial substance or the substance that, that's less sort of tethered to what is already existing, um, yeah. to me, okay, just, well, you know, it's more practical. Can I- can I offer this to you then, Mark? What if I just said, okay, it's an immaterial substance that started the universe. Like, why does it have to be a god? You know what I mean? It seems that or that immaterial property. property. Yeah, it seems like yeah. that property is what appeals to you. So, like, what what makes yeah. it a god as opposed to something else? So, no, you're right. And I think what 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 essentially you have to do is then look, look to our other arguments. I mean, if yeah. if you started granting that, what I think a cosmologist would, what I think what most most cosmologists do is they'll go back all the way back to the back to the big bang yeah. or you know before the big bang and basically say like we have the laws of physics we just we can't explain they're a brute fact we can't yeah. explain where the laws of physics come from and they just you know they just leave it there they're like we can't you know that's the limits of science we can't go any deeper than that 
Yeah. Um, from a metaphysical level or from a philosophical level, you're still left wondering, like, well, where did the laws of physics come from? Like, it's not really. Yeah. A, no, that's true, Mark. That's true. But, right? you know, Johnny already pointed. Sorry to interrupt you because uh, we, we'll have to wrap up this combo soon since we're, we're running out of time for it. But, you know, Johnny already pointed this out, right? You have the exact same problem with God, don't you? I mean, like, don't you also have to say, like, you can't, there's no explanation. I mean, like, I could, you know, I could hang my hat on, oh, it's an immaterial law of the universe. And that's where it came from. And yeah, maybe that's unsatisfying. But yeah. to me, just saying, oh, it came from an immaterial God, that is equally unsatisfying, if not more so, because the description of God has, to me, extra properties assigned to it that I think most other yeah. people would assign to it that I can't get behind. I can't, I can't, uh, one, I can't find an explanation well, for, but two, don't know where I would derive that from. So, so I think the, uh, I, I would say that um, the, the, the God hypothesis has greater explanatory scope. It, it, it can explain, I mean, you do have to add, you do have to rely on additional argument and lines of, of reasoning because like you said, you're just, you know, you're just going to start off with sort of this first mover and that doesn't get you to Christianity. So you need a whole series of things, but that, that's what I was saying at the start, that it's a cumulative case. Yeah. You have to look I at don't, all of the arguments. I hear what you're saying, Mark. Uh, I don't know that Mark, it does Mark, have to yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah. I, 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 I like where you're going. I like that that is how you're approaching it. It has a greater explanatory scope. However, I'm with Dan. I don't think it does. I think you have added to the difficulties of the explanation. I do, I do think that at its root, I don't want to discourage philosophical exploration, pondering, ruminating of the universe. Yeah. I do think that as non-believers of metaphysical beings, of, of non-corporeal existent life forms in one form or another, that we are more comfortable with the very unsatisfying uh, position of we don't know and we may never know. And not knowing something is, is antithetical to... I think the human the human situation. We are problem solvers. We are mystery solvers. We are uh, beings who have uh, examined the f smallest filaments of existence, and we've used that knowledge to bend it to make new technologies and, and sciences and medicines and what have you. But there may be a point that we can't go beyond because of the nature of of physics because of the nature of existence. That isn't say to say that we should stop exploring. I think keep on asking those questions, keep on doing that. Um, but um, I, I I just don't know if the old fashioned arguments for the existence of God, and by old fashioned I mean many thousands of years old, are the best route to learning more about the nature of the universe when we have deliverables. From science, it tells yeah. us things not only about you know cosmological theories or cosmological hypotheses have uh, real world application that actually makes predictions, testable predictions in the real world that we can then use, like I said, use to do some new thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not falsifiable. I don't think that there is an unmoved mover. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't keep on exploring it, keep on asking the questions. I think you should. And I think you should call back because yeah. we're, we're after the same thing, Mark. Yeah. Um, we just maybe aren't, weren't where you're at 
but it was. I think this is yeah. a good conversation. It was a good, I think you good conversation. Like we do need to wrap it up. I, I just yeah. want to end with this too. I, when we talk about yeah. the explanatory yeah. scope of creation, right? And I, know, I don't think you're a young Earth creationist, Mark, but I I, I would use this no. example with a young Earth creationist, where I would say, okay, look, was the deer designed to run fast so it could run away from the wolf, or was the wolf designed to be fast and and have teeth so that it could get the deer? Right? Like it it doesn't make sense when you talk about it in those terms. When you talk about it as, oh, well, they both were have evolutionary adaptations to adapt to their niche. And so there's a back and forth adaptive relationship like that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like to, to Johnny's point, we're talking about the explanation of natural laws to determine things like that explains way more about the existence of life and how life functions here than a god does to me. I, I don't think a god makes sense. Why would a god have human beings exist for over 100,000 years? have civilization for about 10,000 of it reveal himself about 2000 years ago. And then, you know, continue to say like, you know, that uh, talking from a Christianity standpoint, that makes mm. way less sense than just say, Oh, we are here just by chance. Like we literally are just here by chance, by the execution of natural laws to adapt to an environment, which yeah. technically isn't chance, but like, you know what I mean? When I say that it's like, yeah, like it, it just, yeah. we are happenstance here more than we are deliberate placement. So, you know, that, that that's what I think about when I think of this question. Anyway, sorry, I, I hate it when hosts, including myself and the call, when they speak, I'd rather have a, ho- a caller end it, but we really do got to get going to <laughs> talk to some other people. So anyway, Mark, I'll, I'll let you go, but call in again next time and we can call continue back. this conversation. Yes. I hope what we're saying makes sense um, because I think every human being who's ever thought about religion on some level has like thought about this in one way or another. It's like, okay, well, this, this kind of where do we come from? Where does all this come from kind of thing, right? It speaks to the human uh, the human capacity to want to figure shit out. And it's frustrating because we, we can't. Yeah. You know, it is what it is, right? But we haven't um, yet. We haven't yet. We haven't yet. Um, real quickly, I want to tell about um, a couple different ways to support the show. And then we'll show you guys a quick promo. Um, after this episode of Talk Heathen, the newest episode of the flagship show, the ACA, the nonprofits, will air at 3 p.m. Central Time today. So you can go to tiny.cc slash YTNP to check that out. People will be posting links and stuff at the end of this show as well. And of course, the ACA wants you to know what's going on in the community. And so for that, we have an updated website. You can head to www.atheist-community.org where you can learn about the organization itself, its policies, and how you can get involved. We are always looking for more folks in the crew, for example. Uh, we have a lot of folks who came here from volunteering, uh, from going to that website. So if that's something you're interested in doing, um, check that out. And also we want to hear- Can I add to you. that? Can I add to that, Dan? Yeah, yeah, add to it. Add to it, Can John. I add? I, I know you, I, I, sorry to interrupt your flow. You want to add to the ad? Add to it. I want to add to the, mix Mix me in, DJ. Um, DJ Greg. DJ Dan. Um, DJ Dirty. DJ Dan. I want to start Dirty Dan and- uh, OD. I want- People OD to send in articles Sorry. to send it to uh, the nonprofits at atheist-community.org. Yeah. In- articles that are interesting to you about uh, church-state separation, religious mm-hmm. thought, magical thinking, pseudoscience, Christian nationalism. Uh, these kind of topics are interesting to us at the nonprofits. 
interesting yeah. us generally at the ACA, it's kind of the reason why we do what we're doing is yeah. because we want to get uh, grab the bull by the horns. That's all yeah. I had to say. Into, well, that. no, that just leads into my next thing here, which was that if people want Perfect. to contact the show, the best email address to do it is tv at atheist-community.org. If you're not sure where you want to send your email to, that's a good one to go to, um, and it'll eventually find its way. Um, so with that out of the way, we're going to show you guys a quick promo. Yeah. Check this out. And I've just had this horrendous day, this horrendous week, and I just flop down in there and I'll stick on one of the reality TV shows on your over-the-top streaming service of choice. And I will just go, I'm better than you. <laughs> it is said by those who know, if you walk beneath old Joe as its clock chimes, you shall fail your exams. So we did it on purpose in both of us. <laughs> It's almost been an episode of we've been bookended by religious nasties and had some quite cool people in the middle. It's been like a jerk sandwich with a lovely feeling. <laughs> I'm not saying that I am instantly friends with every trans person or I have loads in common with every single trans person. There are people who are trans who that is the only thing we have in common. I f hate them, but because we're both atheists <laughs> and we're both trans, you know, we, we're in the same circles. The spiritual uh, faculty of our heart and logic itself is a created transcendental category created by God that we can communicate with through our spiritual energy. That was enough word salad to end world hunger, literally. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back to the program. Johnny, I just want to point out, my girlfriend has messaged me while this show is happening, and she said 441,202 times 1,000 equals 1 trillion lines is 441,000 square miles of lion, and the radius of the sun is 432,000 miles, and the volume is a bigger number. And she's saying the sun would definitely win. And I just want to point out, have you considered what if the lions wore sunscreen? Okay. So when I put on sunscreen, SPF, what, 100? Sun mm -hmm. can't touch me. Yeah. Right. Put that on a trillion lions and give them sunglasses too. 
you, that's it. Game up. Mm-hmm. GG. You know I, what I'm saying? So I could just are the Lions are they getting it only on their on their skin, like on their noses or on their paw pads or on their oh. bellies where their skin, they, or is it all over their entire fur? You know, that's like do they need they need sunscreen on their toe beans, right? Their little their little paw, their toe beans. That's what I call them. Yeah. Uh and I think like I guess they're yeah. shaved and then the sunscreen is applied and then we we slap the hair back on them. I think that's how it works. I, I just want them to be the most prepared. I'm not, I'm not I'm just, slapping even one lion. I yeah. Well, the debate still rages on. Um, I'm still hard in my camp, but you know what? Uh, it's it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Let's keep going here. We have Daniel who is calling in from South Carolina. Daniel, you are live on Talk Heathen. What's going on? I just want to touch my mic. It's uh, loud enough. I can yeah. hear you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I was calling in. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm surrounded by you know a variety of theists and a theist myself, and mm-hmm. we have uh, different opinions. Uh, from person to person. So like, I understand that atheists see a lot of problems with the uh, theist community. Um, and I just want to say that, you know, we see those problems too. We just uh, want to deal with them in different ways. Um, you know, we, like we're more interested in like cultural shifts and like uh, updating belief uh, rather than just completely destroying it. Daniel, um, that might be where you are at and with some of the Christians that are in your community. But do you recognize that different Christians have different concerns when it comes to biblical issues? Do you recognize that? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about, right. you know, me and my, my group. Yeah. You called, and the description that the call screener put is that most of our callers are just, uh, just cite scripture, but the Bible is a living Bible. And you wanted to know what are criticisms of the living Bible. Um, before we answer that question, I want to know what your understanding of the living Bible is. Okay, well, uh, I actually, what I meant was that um, with the hosts, people call in about the Bible, and it tends to yeah. be like, in this scripture, it says something that's wrong, and this one, it says it's wrong, you know, and then they try to tie people to those uh, specific scriptures. A uh, living okay. Bible is, and, and I might, that might be unfair, but... Um, the living Bible is just the idea that um, we're we're like constantly writing the Bible, and the people who wrote it were not perfect, so they were just they were just going based on the information they had. Is it your understanding, therefore, that the Bible is a collection of stories that are attempting to provide guidance to the to the community that would read it, and that it's it's got some good stuff, it's got some bad stuff, it's got some accurate stuff, it's got some inaccurate stuff, and and that it's not divinely inspired? Uh, yeah, well, everything up to divine inspiration, I, you know, people, the, like the key argument between theists and atheists um, that I'm interested in is that people, they have this, this intense feeling that they are connected with God. And some people say, well, this guy is full of it. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. But this guy, I really think he's onto something. And, you know, people are going to write down their ideas. And sometimes, I mean, you have to kind of pick and choose what you think is divinely inspired. Yeah, that's dangerous, though, right? Because there are probably some white supremacists that think that those passages that say you can take slaves is divinely inspired. And those 
parts that say that Jesus is, you know, meek and mild servant of man is just human beings being wishy-washy about it. And you could have the opposite position. I think our issue with the Bible is that is that there's some stuff that we find still works, some stuff that we find does not work. And because people can kind of just pick and choose. It's as good as just starting from, it's just, just as good as starting from scratch and picking the things that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so societally speaking, I think that's, that's our position. Um, but um, something, something you said early on, I want to, I want to put a, put a pin in it and just make sure that you understand this. You had said, I guess you were talking about a hypothetical atheist saying, reacting to some believer who said that they have a personal relationship with God and that means nothing because there's nothing to it. I wouldn't be that person who would say that means nothing or there's nothing there. I would say that people have experiences, people have meaning in their life. And although I might not agree with the the, the ontological reality, the, the, the metaphysical substrate of, of what that belief is, I believe people have experiences, people have things that are meaningful to them. And that's important to me that we acknowledge that people have experiences, that they have values, that they have things that are important, and that we acknowledge that when we engage in dialogue. Because I can't just bulldoze over someone's belief in Allah and expect them to thank for it. What I have to do is acknowledge it and then sort of pick around the edges to figure out where the edges are and where the common ground is so we can have a common. So those that that hypothetical atheist, I would say that straw man atheist, if you want, I'm just as uninterested in having a conversation with that atheist as I am talking to some shitlord theist who calls the show. Well, yeah. But that's not that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at um, atheism, I you know I think it just kind of has it has a tendency to draw more intellectual people, and like just raw atheism doesn't necessarily like rule out like white supremacy or you know uh, just no. I don't know less informed beliefs. We're dealing with people at the end of the day, and some people are just yeah. going to be more simple minded and uh, you know less less educated, I guess, because uh, the more the more you get as you know sophisticated understanding of the inner workings of society the less you're going to think of solutions like uh, you know discrimination and segregation as solu- as solutions to like major societal problems or like yes. viable solutions to really anything i think i agree with that yeah yeah and i would all, i would I'll go even further and say i don't think you need any interpretation of the bible living or otherwise to do that either right yeah um, yeah but the, in, in terms of like what what you were saying about ontology, we, you know, if you look at something like the center of gravity of an object, it mm-hmm. it's like part of an object, but it might not be on an object. And when you think about like divine inspiration, it's kind of the same thing. People like to think that they're more than themselves, so they'll they'll take something like divine peace and apply that to themselves, and they'll use Jesus as a met- as a metaphor for that and. It, uh, it just feels like uh, they have a lot more creativity um, to like delve into when they're not just kind of stuck on their physiology. Uh, I mean, that's Dan. Like, what is the chemical? Look, let's say that's true. I, I, I can answer. Can I? Can I take this one, Johnny? I mean, like, let's think. Like, please, please do, please do. The, the principles of Chris. Look, like you can intellectualize your divine inspiration. If I say, 
look, I can own other people because the, the divine inspiration says I can. I mean, it's just as good. I mean, how is that any different of a justification? Like, I, I understand the consequences are abhorrent. But if we're talking about the justification there, right, if we're talking about, oh, well, this source, yeah. if we're claiming it to be the same, like, you know, what? It, it doesn't get us anywhere. It doesn't advance us in any way. But you know? but Dan, I don't, but Dan, and I, I keep on I keep on ramming heads with you here. I don't think he's saying that. I, I'm I'm not being Mr. Softy. I'm not being good cop here, folks at home. Okay, I promise you, I'm not. But I don't think that our caller is saying that. You're talking about metaphors, right? I love metaphors. What drew me to religion in college was myth, not not the actual truth value of the statements. Because I think there is a value when you're talking about. Say again. That's that's the whole idea. We don't know if they're metaphors or not, and that's why it's so. So another thing I wanted to mention uh, that it, well, well, but Dan, but Dan, before before we get to that part, I want to address what you said because I because I already I already like just slapped Dan in the face by disagreeing with him, and I have to I have to account for myself. Otherwise, Dan's never going to want to do a show with me. That's right. But yes, see, so so you talk about you talk about like having some sort. Of, what was the phrase you talked about being inspired? Some sort of uh, creativity. What was the phrase you said before Dan addressed it? What was it? I want to make sure I get it right. Um, I just gave a metaphor that gravity is not is a part of an object, but it's not necessarily inside the object. So, okay, you yeah. know, creativity. Okay, um, I think I think I know where it was. Think of it as something necessarily. Okay, it, it, it I, like based on on a symbol like Jesus and and um, okay, yeah, yeah, you got me, you got me there. Thank you, thank you, Dan. I think you get the general idea. I I do. <laughs> I think that. My my personal experience, and probably Dan's experience, and a lot of other atheists, is that we don't solely think about ourselves as a pile of chemicals or a simple biological organism. I mean, we, we acknowledge that that's the reality, but on some other level, we are interactive beings. We are beings in time and space. We are brothers, sisters, siblings, children, and parents, and we are creators of things. And you talk about, you know, maybe looking outside ourselves for creative or peace or something like that. And you might use Jesus or God as an image of that. Um, we might, non-believers might look at our relation to, of ourselves to society, to the human race, to life itself as a kind of way to get out of our simple biological limitations. You know, luminous beings are we rather than merely piles of chemicals, not this crude matter. And and so it's a, as a metaphor, it works, but I don't actually think that I am humanity, but that's how I get outside myself. I'm, it's not merely an ego-based uh, drive that I have. I'm, I'm stepping outside of myself and looking at my place in a greater whole, um, but that's metaphorical. It's not- But, but what I'm trying to explain okay. is it might be something like physiological in, in the atmosphere of like a human being's surroundings uh, that, that, that like literally kind of contributes to their consciousness, their reasoning. Um, and, you know, like they're literally not only themselves, but there is something larger, like a spirit that yeah. we just don't have a good understanding uh, is it and, logical? Uh, for example, in the theist community, I would like to see people investigate that using better instrumentation rather than completely relying on faith. Although I do think that faith plays a strong role in 
kind of like bringing that out of your of your atmosphere hmm. i mean okay so so if i could address this right like is it logical maybe is it reasonable though i don't think so because let's talk about this right well we're from our from my perspective and i think from johnny's perspective what we're observing here is a cultural institution it is a it is a human created ideal right it's the exact same thing as calling myself an american look there's people in this country who will cry at the sight of the american flag that will that will cry when they look at uh u.s veterans saluting right and think about their patriotism and think about this greater part of a whole that they've been uh, inculcated in literally since birth we define american citizenship as being born in this country um and that's something that is completely socially constructed right i don't think there's anybody that's going to say maybe there's actually there's some people that would say oh this is some sort of divine platonic ideal of being an american that's something that human beings made and yet we act on that assumption all the time we we find justification in ourselves doing actions and um even in our own personal narrative sometimes like we americans will sometimes say yeah we won world war ii i didn't do shit for world war ii you know what i mean but like that 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 cultural narrative is so large that we even include ourselves sort of in that plural in the same way with christianity right you can do the same thing you can look at what inspires you what what your institutions value at the same time and that's great and that's fine that's dandy but in the same way that being an american and american citizenship and this idea of america has led to the colonization of indigenous people um the institutions that have prevented black people from having equal standing in this country um yeah a whole less of litany of problems the same thing can be said of christianity right and the same thing can be said of any world religion any you can name the atrocities all day but you know that justification what at the end of the day what i want to point out isn't reasonable to use isn't isn't what we should be hanging our hats on i think we should be looking at this a bit differently i don't know if my answer made sense but no when you look at like uh, slavery right um and talk about the living bible i mean there are a lot of nasty people in christianity and i really don't want to lend any like support or encouragement to them so when i'm dealing with an atheist and they're talking about this stuff i'm like you know i understand that my participation in christianity might help these people to feel empowered and i i don't like that so it's like hard for me to call myself a christian i'm being real i you know i've got i've gained so much from christian philosophy and and theology that it's kind of like disrespectful to just say no i'm not you know i'm not christian i and and it might come to faith that might be something that we genuinely need i I don't think you owe anybody anything i don't think you daniel i think what you've done i think what you i think what you've done sorry i didn't mean to talk over you i i but i I just did and so i'm just gonna go with it i'm sorry daniel but it's a delay i think what you've done is you have taken the the best parts I would say what you've taken is the, the the most humane humanist parts of the Bible, the most compassionate humanist parts of the Christian philosophy, and you've internalized it, and I, and and you've you've taken it and you've run with it. And when you see the other parts that are just as much there in Christian theology, and I, not limited to Christian, a lot of people are like, oh, they they come down on Christianity so hard. Yeah, Islam's just as bad, and there's other religions that are just as bad, if not worse, in in certain regards. You've taken the good stuff and you've externalized the bad stuff, and you're I think struggling with the bad stuff, but you need to understand that 
that it it's kind of part of a package, right? You can not have the bad stuff and just focus on the humanist parts. You're going to probably give up some of the more ethereal, non-corporeal, spiritual stuff, but you can also let compassion and common humanity and a, and a and a love of life and living things be your be your group, be your in-group and still keep all of the good things you've gotten, but you're not going to have any kind of I think justification for believing that those non-corporeal existences say again sorry we can agree on that right and what can we agree christianity and islam not going anywhere you need sects of these religions that are like living sects that have that have positive values that draw people in and don't lend credence to the dangerous extreme i agree i agree i I want to religion is but you know daniel difficult thing to do you know, Daniel, I would say that the progress is that Christianity has been has made is because of humanism, because of the like the Renaissance yeah. era forward. You know what I mean? It wasn't because of the ideals of the ancient peoples that practiced it first. It's the development. It's the progress that's been made. Um, because if we took the Christians that lived 2000 years ago and stuck them in America today and asked them to have a conversation with the Christians around here, I guarantee you they would find differences, right? It's because of that progressive, yeah. often most of the time secular development um of of the religious ideals that has come to where we see christianity today sorry daniel it's a little hard to hear you i know we said we could hear you earlier but you are a little bit low so if you could speak up that'd be great okay if i mean if we went back if we went back like two thousand years we might find people who probably the majority of people we think wow these people are like barbaric um and on the other hand we might there might be a few people who would even by today's standard be considered like extremely kind and peaceful and i mean that's just my view from traveling the world and and meeting people from like demographics that i've been told all my life like these are horrible people but finding like these are the nicest people I've ever met in my life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's one in every community, and I don't know why in the past it would be that way. Yeah, um, I agree that there are there are swell they, people they really that have. exist. You know, like the the <laughs> I don't want to make light of what you're saying, but you know, the grandpa who's handing out Werther's originals um, oh exists now, and they probably existed a thousand years ago, handing out I don't know some kind of nice candy to the kids and and people who are generous and help you get your ox out of the mud or people who are the are good samaritans to use a biblical image existed all throughout time i think cooperation and kindness and compassion has been a key factor in the reason why we uh live in this world it's yes. not through sheer competition this competition is a factor to be sure and you know what johnny that speaks to us being human that doesn't speak to our religious precept yeah. right like yeah. that exists existed in humanity longer than christianity has existed longer than judaism has existed yeah um so like if anything i think that yeah. bolsters our point yeah, in what we're talking like about right what's yeah. that say that say that daniel what, what, do you, what is that response to to dan's thing it tells children who we are like it it draws a line back and like maybe like long ago like how how far back does it go how important is it how fundamental is it to to like who we are like i I think you know two thousand years ago they would have seen this like almost like neuroscience today yeah well i think i guess that's a question you have to answer for yourself 
uh, but I'll tell you what I found the answer to be because I went through a period of my life. I think I could, I could say it's similar to yours where I wasn't ready to use the atheist label, but I was ready to use like a progressive Christian label because I was also embarrassed by the Christianity that I saw happening in the world. And I wanted to disassociate myself from that, but I still felt a cultural connection and ties to that. What I realized was that thing that I felt in me, my own sense of personal ethics, my own sense of morals is one a result of the systems around me, but also a result of my own life experiences. And the combination of that has brought me to who I am today. And ultimately, that's always going to be unique. Um, the fact that Christianity may have played a part in it, that didn't mean I have to call myself a Christian. Um, on top of that, there is also historical facts that Christianity talks about, for example, the resur res resurrection of Jesus, that I couldn't actually say I believed anymore. So that also dissuaded me from the label. But the point is, I found myself, I now living comfortably with the label of a secular humanist or a sentientist. Um, and, and I, and I'm able to be okay. I can still recognize the roots and origins of who I am in my lineage. Uh, in that being that, yeah, everybody in my family prior to me was probably a Christian. <laughs> um, but that doesn't have to, it doesn't mean I owe them anything. And that doesn't mean it would be disrespectful because I dissuade myself of that label. It only means that like we're, we're becoming better. And sometimes that means shedding what we had yesterday into what we can build, you know, today. Um, and to me, that's more important than keeping up a tradition. But we've talked about this for a long time. Um, I think we need to go ahead and and, and wrap this one up. Um, if that's okay with you, Johnny, unless you had something else you want to say there. Yeah, I guess I guess what I would say, the last thing I would say, I Daniel, what was that? Can I, can I ask for just one more minute? Because I, I kind of want to push back just to make sure that you don't really miss the, the important thing in, in terms of faith that I'm talking about. Um, it's very difficult to be faithful. It's like we have the same issue that, that atheists have when you sit down and think that faith is actually important to, to growth. Uh, like every single step, even just beginning to think about it is difficult. But I, I think that that actually might be something that is necessary to to get to where theists want to go in terms of like their personal growth, you know, and, and understanding reality. I, I guess my definition is what it, my question is, what is your definition of faith then? Like blind faith, like just the idea that you actually need to sit and, and like and believe that something is true without any foreknowledge. It, it's very difficult to think that way because it's it, yeah. at its face it seems irrational but when things start to reveal themselves to you you feel like okay i guess it wasn't that irrational but every single time you have to start from scratch i don't you know like it, i don't further you get how do we, in your yeah. understanding of god it all goes away as soon as you stop being faithful even for like one minute and you have to start from scratch even if yeah, you why do we yeah. Need that? that's that's kind of where we're, why do we need good question dan why do we need that because i don't have that and i am inspired i am engaged i work on things i feel good and i don't have i don't think an irrational belief absent of evidence in anything yeah i don't think it's necessary like daniel like before every flight it takes off in an airport right they always do a series of checks to make sure everything is good to go if i give you the choice between two different flights, one of them saying, yes, we've done all of these checks before we go. And the other one with a pilot that says, no, I'm absolutely sure and have 100% faith that this plane is fine. I mean, which one are you going to trust more, right? Like, why would you ever go with the person that just has faith? That doesn't, that's not a justification for anything. A lot of people believe a lot of things. Why is that a virtue? I need to, I need to think about this more. I could probably call back, you okay. know, um, you guys, music to my ears. So yeah. So much information. I really appreciate it.
Yeah, we appreciate you too. You're, we appreciate you. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work. No, I'm I'm joking, but you're you're doing what we want. We want to have these conversations again. Like it's easy to kind of get set in a paradigm of thought and then assume that certain things are essentials and certain things are extraneous. And uh, and I and I just it's not with you all the way there. So come back, yeah. call back, call back. We'll, we'll call be back. here. We some appreciate it, Johnny. Yeah. We've had some we've had some some good calls, good calls today, good conversation. Ooh. I'm liking it. Oh, yeah, a lot of good. respectful. Good. This is a very respect. This is the most respectful episode we've had in a long. You and me, at least, we've had. Which that's, that's thoughtful, respectful, respectful, introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had any blowhards. No, call in and tell us you just want to sit. That's none right. of that has happened. Yet. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a good Sunday. It's a good Sunday today. I'm enjoying it. Um, before we move on to our next caller, um, I want to talk to you guys about what's happening next week. Because every single week, uh, sorry, not every single week, every single month, uh, we are dedicated to trying to do at least one live show per show shows that do live broadcasts um and we're gonna be doing that next week i'm going to be hosting truth wanted next friday secular sexuality is going to be live and i'm going to be hosting not only talk heathen but also atheist experience and i'm going to be in the library for all three of those shows it's a it's a triple for me so if you like me (laughs) i'll be there if you don't like me might not be the best weekend to come out but i will be there um, and lots of other people will be there uh, for Truth Wanted and uh, Psychosexuality. Doors open at 6 o'clock p.m. for Sunday. You can get as early as noon for that. Um, and, of course, all of these events are completely free. We would love it for you guys to come show up to the library. Um, addresses on the screen there and also on the website if you want to figure out if you can come down. We love to see it. And also, it's time, Johnny. It's time for the top five patrons. You want to do top five? It you is. Want me to I never get a chance to do the top five. Our, our top five patrons. I never get a chance to do it. Our top five patrons. Eric Tweet, Dinglebury Jackson, Ayame, Davor Valjan. Ooh, that sounds like a Star Wars name. The Bearded Skeptic of TikTok. And honorable mention, Russell Jensen. Thank you, all six of you, who have been our top five patrons of this week. Uh, we do appreciate what you do. It helps us uh, put out more shows, put out more content, and engage with the community to have these conversations so that maybe we can nudge the world in a slightly more humanist direction. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Say, Johnny, say number two again. I just want to hear your pronunciation. Do that one again. Dinglebury Jackson. Okay, so you said it again. You said Dinglebury. Dinglebury. What's up with that? That's Dingleberry, dude. Dinglebury. That's Dingleberry. a Dingleberry. You know what a Dingleberry is, right? I do. God, God save the king. Do you? That's okay. why I say it. Go to Urban Dictionary after this program is done and then come back to me and you see what happens. Okay. Should I use my work computer? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100%. Okay. Um, but anyway. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No well, we got some more people that want to talk to us, Johnny. So let's let's keep let's keep the show rolling. We have uh, Gabriel calling in from Canada. Gabriel, you are live on Talk Heathen. What's up? Hi, Johnny. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hello. Gabriel. Doing good. Doing We're good. Doing well, it's been a, it's been a good Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope so. So, what do you got for hope us, so Gabriel? For you as well. What? Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wanted uh, to talk about solar punk and maybe some secular spirituality or something like that. I don't yeah, know if you're yeah. familiar with the term. Even if we were, our audience might not be. So give us a give us a rundown on, on what that all that means. Solar punk. Yeah, solar, solar punk please. and secular spirituality. That's a combination of words I have not seen together before. So please enlighten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So solar punk, for those uh, uh, who are not familiar, it's uh, it's like an aesthetic. It's a genre of fiction uh, it, it, about futurism in a future where uh, we'll we live in harmony with nature and also uh, with technology that further helps uh, taking care of nature and furthering uh, human development. And all of that. It's like it's like the optimistic version of cyberpunk, which is like yeah. very dark. Yeah. Showdown. Uh, I'm yes. I'm subscribed yes. to the R slash solarpunk subreddit and they have very cool pictures of people like, you know, riding uh wind sails and like uh you know doing cool mm. space stuff, but like with a green twist to it so mm-hmm. it's, it's very cool yeah i like that sounds pretty good to uh, me this inspires are, me very much yeah 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 so hyper milers are they part of the are they part of the solar punk movement what's a in a way miler? do you know what a hyper might no you know how they're hot rodders yeah. we love the hot rodders don't we folks um but there are hyper milers who will modify their cars to get maximum fuel efficiency oh and that's okay. the point of pride that's cool I guess so. Uh, I mean, well, arguably I mean, they it, shouldn't be in, in but it's they still be using, public transportation. But yeah if, yeah, if it's still using gas powered, I don't know if that makes it solar punk, right? I think it has to be yeah, a green. I think I'll use a bike if I were solar punk. Mm, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, moving or, or on though, a solar what, vehicle of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. You you also talk mm-hmm. about sp- secular spirituality. So what does that have to do with solar punk? Yeah. So uh, when I see like pictures and uh, I read uh, stories and little things about solar punk, there's an emphasis on like the community and uh, uh, being a group together, helping each other, and all of that. And so this mm. is where like the spirituality which I define as like uh, recognizing that there is something greater than ourselves, so than mm. the individual. So maybe the collective or maybe like the entire environment that we are a part of. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a spirituality, which doesn't involve anything like supernatural, like a god or anything like that. Right. And I wonder if you think like in the future is if some solar punk future were to happen, what do you think uh, communities and spirituality would look like? I don't know uh, what you think about that. Do you think there is some steps that needs to be taken uh, for that? Do you need? Do you think that maybe say uh, secular humanism 
needs to be adapted for taking more care of the environment and some spiritual aspect. I don't know. What an interesting uh, what question. You- yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so like, I think right now in our society, we are already moving towards a religious pluralism. Uh, I think that's uh, been super fueled by the fact that the internet is out there as a tool. People who identify as Wiccans, people who identify as pagans who are mm-hmm. influencing other people towards uh, those kinds of groups, people who have other kinds of niche things that haven't had a prominent influence in our history uh, are, are now having finding more of a voice and even in some cases more political power. Um, I think that trend is going to continue and I think it's going to manifest itself in other kinds of secular spiritual movements. And interestingly enough, I mean, the Gaia Earth movement is already a thing, right? So if we're talking about people who take mm-hmm. their environmentalism as uh, an, you know, a, a spiritual sort of spiritual practice, like that's that's existed for uh, a few decades now as well. Um, obviously very niche, right? I imagine, though, with the times being that they are, that that will probably increase, especially as people are shifting away towards traditional identifications of Christianity and becoming more open towards other spiritual practices. Um, you know, I, I think we're, we are moving towards more of a mesh culture. Like, it's interesting because historically, yeah. you look at Judaism, right? You look at other um, religions, they are very much in line with the state. Like, there's a reason why they have these issues about people converting to Judaism, because it was tied in with this concept of the nation of Israel. It was tied in with a national identity. Um, and the more religious development yes. has gone on, the more it's become part of a subculture rather than the identity of particular people. And and now that we're so we're more free with our identities mm-hmm. than ever, I, I fully expect that mm-hmm. a group that you're describing will probably inevitably exist for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're seeing, yeah, that's, that, I was, I was going to say that probably not as well as you said it, Dan, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the trend ten, is now away from cult, like niche cultural identity, tribal identity. Christianity did that really well, cutting across uh, different ethnic groups. Yeah. All brothers and sisters in Christ kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but then it, it's, there's still those forces, those agricultural god of the city kind of trend that humanity loves to cling to. But over time, now we we do, we live in that, that I'm just kind of saying what you just said, Dan, I'm just going to shut up. But um, I do think that we'll see more of that, but it will not happen as a smooth line towards harmony. There will be pushback and strife because people will feel mm-hmm. their their the fist of their cultural hegemony loosening against their will by by other cultural forces so it won't be peaceful um and I, i'm afraid to say that force is always a factor um in in cultural change yeah so that that hippification that solar punk view of the future will not come without some kind of bloodshed at some point and i don't like that Mm -hmm. but i do think yeah and it's making a making a pretty unspectacular prediction a prophecy if you will yeah johnny i was gonna say you're prophesizing right now you're you're predicting mad max right now is what i'm hearing i'm johnny the revelator i'm yeah. johnny the revelator yeah same way gabriel that's yeah. that's our response yeah. yeah yeah what do you think yeah yeah i really liked your perspective the, do you think like you know in solar Prank, there's an emphasis also on technology and mm-hmm. it's really materialistic but also uh what do you think like it's blending also this uh, spiritual thing so materialistic and spiritual what do you think about that? I want to weigh in on this one. Uh, the word spiritual is a problem, I think, in all of this. Mm-hmm. Because unless we can come up with a really good definition that doesn't involve ghosts and ghoulies, 
Um, mm -hmm. There will always be room for a non-reality-based sense of the, hu the human person as a part of a greater community. Um, so I would want to anchor it in, in in materialism in some in some cold you know meat way, but more in a kind of of a a, a real world, a, a seeable world, mm -hmm. a testable world. Um, I would also be concerned about the somebody made a comment about the Borg in there. Yeah, there needs to be a strong thread of individual rights in there that the individual's existence and well-being is not subordinated for the greater good mm. that the greater good involves the the protection of key rights of the individual and and yeah, like their that. ability to wander off and go do something stupid mm. right that mm -hmm. that might not be good for them right mm. um yeah but you know what johnny that's always got to be a factor Mm -mm, I don't know. Here's the thought right. I had. I mean, like when we think about the religious pluralism that's currently occurring across the world, even with the neo, I mentioned neo-paganism and neo-Wiccan movements, there's still an appeal to tradition yeah. there, right? It's sort of this appeal to yeah. here is a, here is a history that you may or may not have belonged to, but still has existed. And by appealing to these traditions, you can kind of invent this new identity there. I think like it might make sense if a new religious, like it seems to me like the, the ones that are gaining most traction today are the ones that at least have some history. They're not completely new. You know what I mean? There's ones that, that, that they can yeah. at least point to some sort of, and maybe that would have to be what uh, an eco, you know, centered uh, movement like that would look like. Maybe it stems from a humanist movement, mm -hmm. maybe a Christian humanist movement that says, look, we want to have a, a more of a focus towards environmentalism because God has made us the uh, pastors of the earth, basically, and, and we need to respect his creation. You know, maybe it comes in the form of Islam and, and, and something similar could be said. I, I don't know. Like I, mm -hmm. it could it could develop a number of different ways. But yeah, know. I've done some yeah. I've done some traveling lately and mm -hmm. I've noticed in the places that I've been that there have been imagery from um, those places pre-Christian invasion iconography. Yeah. And I do notice on social media, there are people who identify <clears throat> perhaps tongue-in-cheek, perhaps with a kind of genetic pride of their own ancestors and the trials and tribulations that they went through. Uh, the the, the, the neo-Vikings, or I'm a Viking, it's Viking Thursday, happy Thursday. And I see yeah. some people that showing pictures of beautiful imagery from the frozen North. And I think that if that the appeal to one's ancestors and the hardships they went through and that you are the product of it. First of all, it's, it's very limited. I had a friend yeah. who was Irish, but just as German and Polish as he was Irish, but he was Irish, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I think some hearkening back, recognizing that you are, you are the result of your ancestors, hard work and screwing uh, as much as your own good, good deeds. It needs to be a factor, but maybe if we look at the past cultural traditions, almost like a mascot, and less like a, a map mm -hmm. to the future, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, when I see, yeah, I, I, I was in Colombia recently. There's not much of a secret about that I, on social media. I posted about it, and I would see a lot of images, even on public works, uh, buildings of public works. They would have imagery from ancient 
ancient style art would be would work its way into the school of engineering or in the the the, the sewage department that the the the, the, the land, manhole covers um, would have mm-hmm. some kind of ancient iconography it worked into it celebrating the rich ancestral culture of the people of Colombia and yeah. working it into their sewer uh, land, uh, manhole covers but that kind of a thing where we're we're solar punks but you know oh you have Indian heritage well let's let's see some stuff there and uh, that's the kind of Star Trek future I think that everyone's kind of after like yeah cultures are all different but we're all touching the common humanist core of it and then to the extent that we're individual it's usually just food and clothes you know and maybe some songs i don't know and i want those who are go ahead dan i i want nausicaa of the valley of the wind that's 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 the future i want there's a that's like there's a number one there's That's the number one. See, there's a Studio Ghibli for you there. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's my silver punk. But anyway, I think it's interesting. I think Johnny's descriptions are almost prescriptivist. I think he's saying about what he what you would like to see, which is interesting. I, I think my approach is is trying to see what I think is realistically going to happen. What? Well, actually, I don't know if we'll survive mm-hmm. the climate crisis. To be to be honest, I don't know if we'll make it to solar punk future. But that's that's Dan's my an infidel, and my people will wipe out his people, and we will establish <laughs> the angel my way. Yeah, so it goes. So it goes. Anyway, yeah. uh, Gabriel, we're uh, approaching the end of the show here. Any last thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, thank you for your perspective, Ali. I really liked uh, Johnny's, like, uh, this mosaic that still forms the human experience, the human culture. I really like mm. that. So uh, yeah. thank you again for uh, your perspective, and uh, have a nice uh, Sunday. Oh, thank, thank you, Gabriel. Thank you, you Gabriel. too. What a, and may, what a, may you have may you have a nice Sunday twice as long and twice as nice. Wow. 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 What mm-hmm. kindness, Johnny. What's what, what we've had a lovely Sunday Dan, together, Johnny. It's been a good show, you know? I almost don't want it to end. Dan, there there are other there are other forces at work in this world, Dan, besides mm. the will of evil. The force? Mm-hmm. Or like what? You? Who? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, uh, just real quickly, I'd like to talk about um, ways, again, that you can support this program. First of all, I want to thank everybody for watching today's live show. Don't forget, we've got an episode of The Nonprofits that is appearing after this, a show that Johnny works on really hard. Okay, really hard. So go support. If you like Johnny, go watch The Nonprofits. Even I don't even know if you're in this one, but you should watch it anyway. Is, not, is, not as hard as I used to be, but we got <laughs> fantastic producers he that said are working hard. very hard on that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You should do it. You should do it. Um, if you think that lions can beat the sun, uh, please comment. If you think that the sun can beat lions, please like. That's how we'll know um, what the difference is there on this video. But also, well, it's a, once again, uh, if you want to become a member, you can click that join button below the video. You can do that for as little as 99 cents a month. We really appreciate it. And of course, we do have that fundraiser. Please consider donating directly to the ACA. YouTube does not charge any fees for that. Um, please also remember that we have this podcast available in audio form on the link for that tiny.cc slash AEN podcast. And we have a Facebook group that talks about this show, Talk Heathen, and also Facebook groups that talk about all of our other shows as well. So if you're interested in becoming a fan in any of our Facebook groups, go check that out. Um, it is really nice if you do that. Um, I need to thank the wonderful, fantastic, amazing, stupendous crew that helps makes this show happen every week. Look at the two of them. Look at those two. What 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 could we do without them? Nothing. 
I tell you, nothing. We couldn't do anything without them. So thank you again, crew, for helping making this show happen. Um, And again, thank you to all the viewers, and especially those who decide to donate to our Patreon. Of course, we only give a shout out to the top five, but we want to thank everybody that donates. You guys rock. Uh, Johnny, thank you for joining me on on today's program. Thank Um, you. There's something, the the spark of my love rings has, has... has gone out. Could, You're preemptively could you doing help. Yeah, let's do a. Um, if we put our, if we can do a fusion dance. Wait, hold on. If we do a fusion dance, we can put our our love rings. We gotta do the fusion oh. dance together. Yeah, other way. There you go. Okay, and then we I'm say to, it's fusion dance, and then bam, love yeah. rings. Oh, we got it. Okay, that's a little bit of a messy transformation. We'll work on it. I don't know what we would be. Would we be Donnie? Or Jan, that's like our Super Saiyan transformation. One of those two, if we combine. I don't know what it'd be. Also, I don't know what Comment height. below. Comment below. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're already both wearing blue, which is interesting. So we would be like a different shade of yeah. blue. Anyway, I'm talking too much. This and is would, the end would of the show. we have a full collar? Oh, sorry. sorry. Got yeah. <laughs> we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thanks again, Johnny. Thank you to everybody for watching Talk Heathen. Um, whether or not you believe, if you are an essential worker, we want to thank you. If you don't believe, this is your community. And if you do believe, we don't hate you. We're just not convinced. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you later. We want the truth, so watch Truth Wanted live Friday at 7 p.m. Central. Visit tiny.cc slash YTTW and call into the show at 512-991-9242 or connect to the show online at tiny.cc slash call TW. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>